I am Andrea Butcher, and this is Being at Work. Being a leader is hard. So on this show, I set out to talk with experienced leaders to learn from their pivotal moments, how they led through the challenges we can all relate to but are often unheard. Today's pivotal moment is shared by Donna Wilkinson, Senior Vice President of HR at Pacers Sports and Entertainment. Donna is a risk taker. She's not afraid to push herself out of her comfort zone and models that for others. It's also important for her to create an environment for others to take risks and experiment as she knows that's where innovation comes from. I've known Donna for many years and have gotten to see her in action both personally and professionally. While she's a driver focused on innovation, she's also incredibly steady and an empathic listener. It's clear that she's driven by her values and what's really important to her. As you'll hear in her story, her family is her driving force. Listen in as she shares what risk-taking means to her and how she's bringing that to life at home and in her role with the Pacers. It's been interesting. It's funny because when I thought uh, about my career, when you think about my career, the last 20 years I've been in Indianapolis. But before that, I moved around a lot and it was it was very intentional after business school, um, I was I had met my husband in business school, but I, we did not want to get married right away because I wanted to start my career. I didn't want to be focused on having to be in a certain city. So I started out working for Sara Lee Corporation and chose them because they were very entrepreneurial. They, they would purchase businesses and divisions and allow them to run as kind of standalone companies, even though they're part of a bigger bigger umbrella. So I I worked in manufacturing and union and non-union environments at Sara Lee. I made hot dogs, corn dogs, and I still eat them. So um, it's it's all good and fun. And and ended up in Dallas at State Fair Foods, where I was vice president of human resources, a great great role, but got a call from a business school colleague that, and he was starting a company, a tech startup in, in Indianapolis and asked if I would consider moving there to let to lead HR for the startup, and um, really allowed us to have a, a family discussion about that. We just had my oldest daughter Natalie, and um, my husband could move. He was mobile. He was he was in consulting, and I really felt that that was a, a good next step for me. And it would be kind of a if not now, uh, when are we going to be able to do this? Let's take a chance. Let's even move closer to home where he Jeff grew up in Chicago my husband and it was and it was one of the best it was the best decision one of the best decisions I've ever made I think the first best decision was marrying my husband but getting to Indy really felt like we came home and uh, so we have been here for 20 years and and after a couple years the tech bubble burst and um, that was after 9-11 and a lot of the uh, startups kind of lost their funding and that ours was one of them. And so uh, that's when I was searching for another role. And at that time I had just had Claire. So my second child was a baby and I'm like, okay, I definitely want to continue to work. So what's out there. And that's when I got connected with the Pacers through someone I had, I had worked with at my startup. So, and therein, therein started the relationship I have and the career I have with the Pacers, which has been over 17 years and when I started with them, they did not have an HR, formal HR function. So I started HR here and really been so happy that I made that decision. What was that like starting HR at the Pacers? Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a misnomer because they, they did have a lot of the process, some of the processes in place. But when they moved into Conseco Fieldhouse back in 1999, 
they hired a lot of people. So I think the the hiring and the opening of that building made them realize, wow, we need we actually need like somebody to formalize this and lead the the various functions that were then considered HR. And um, I would say it came at the right time in my career, having worked for the startup. Having worked for Sara Lee, it gave me experience and confidence. I got my certifications in HR. Working for the startup helped me really kind of know that I could do it. I ended up, you know, putting all kind of systems and processes in place there. So it was a real natural, it was sort of like a startup, but it wasn't a startup. It was a very established company with really mm-hmm. experienced leaders, but, uh, and I had a lot of support. So it was, it was really the perfect opportunity. And plus I, I love sports. So it kind of just mm-hmm. ended up being really all the things coming together. Yeah. It's hard to believe it's been 17 years. I know. Tell me about it. <laughs> well, and to, and to look at where you are today and the function that you've built. It definitely was. It's been a team effort and it's been an evolution. And as you think about all the things and the changes that have happened in, in our company and with our culture, it's been a very incremental change, but purposeful, you know, um, and, and definitely one that we, you know, we really make a concerted effort to listen to our employees and to try to, you know, make change happen, even if there are constraints with funds and, you know, resources and and different things. There's definitely, I think, um, there's been ways we've been, you know, over the years tried to really help evolve who we are. And every hire, we're very, you know, we have that focus on our values and, and what we believe in. And we want to make sure that those hires are consistent with that so that they could continue to kind of build what we're trying to do. So you, I know we're coming into our conversation today with you having us kind of a specific situation that you wanted to talk through, a risk that you took, kind of a fork in the road. So tell, tell me a bit more about that. You know, I think back about being a being an athlete, and um, I, I guess I, I I think about risks in a different way and challenges. I, I I've learned that in order you can't grow unless you're out of your comfort zone, and I've learned that it's not always you know risk sounds negative. I guess I'm a more optimistic type of person, so I think um, I think and I've been drawn to challenging situations. I've actually the two industries that I selected and I ended up spending most of my career on are the meat business and sports. And (laughs) I think uh, it's funny thing is there's not a lot of women in either of those or there haven't been. So I think when you look at what is the biggest challenge or fork, it's like, well, what am I getting myself into? You know, 17 years ago, there weren't a whole lot of women in leadership roles in sports and in, you know, in any sports because it was just a tough business and it's, you know, we work when people play and there's a lot of rigors and demands. It's not very family friendly, but as time has changed and and I've, I've wanted to change that. I I was still, am one of the very few, I think women in it who have children who are a dual career family that, that works in high in uh, an executive position. I think I, I have the privilege of working around amazing trailblazing women here at, the Pacers, Kelly Crosscroft, who is, you know, our assistant GM, was who built our Fever franchise and is, you know, the first female basketball GM um, in the league. We have, you know, of course, Tamika, Mel Raines, who leads our facilities, one of only four women who leads the, you know, facilities here in, 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 in NBA arenas and is head of our, president of our all-star uh, initiative. 
and that has helped our momentum. So I think, I mean, the fork was really like taking a leap and saying, am I going to be, how am I, am I prepared for this, uh, this environment of sports and, and what, it, what it's cracked up to be. But because we have such great owners, supportive leaders, and the challenge, yes, it was a challenge, but we've been able to really do some cool things here and, and allow for a lot of growth. And, hope, and our goal is to be, you know, the best place for women to work in sports in any place. I mean, we want people to look at our franchise as the best. And I'm very competitive, so that, that kind of plays mm-hmm. into that. So, and would you say you're naturally more risk tolerant as well? I mean, I appreciate your sentiment of like, you can't grow if you're not out of your comfort zone. Is that something having been, been in sports, is that natural to you? I think it is. I think, I don't know if it's a sports thing or if it's just my personality, but, and I think it was where, when I grew up, my father was very much like that. And, you know, what is the worst that can happen? You know, you learn, you grow, you know, you, I've been laid off twice in my career. The first time is, but both times it's been the best thing that's ever happened to me, honestly. And, and it helps me have a conversation, have, have that empathy and conversations with our employees as they face challenging and changing situations. But the first time I, I went back to business school and the second time after the startup failed, I ended up working for the Pacers. So change is not bad. It's just, it, it helps, you know, it helps you reassess. It really helps you focus on what's important in your life, you know, mm-hmm. and, and help you make choices that are more directed, I find. Um, and so I, I don't, I'm not afraid of it. No. Is it something that, that you work to instill in your team and your leaders as well? Yeah, that I would say that's definitely been a, focus for us. Um, I think one of my goals is, I guess, the one of the leaders of culture here is to help help people find their voice, help people understand who they are, um, help them use that voice to, you know, make choices in, in their own life and, and be able to contribute in the best ways possible for our company and for for them personally to grow. Um, so I think I would have failed if I hear somebody say, you know, I was disappointed in this, but I didn't say anything. You know, I think help helping people feel mm-hmm. safe. Which mm-hmm. A lot of times in a lot of companies, people don't because if they feel like if they speak up, then they'll, they'll lose their job or they'll, they won't get, you know, they will get disciplined or something. I mean, that, that is absolutely the opposite of the culture we're trying to create here. Very much a, one that, you know, we're respectful, but we, we speak our mind and we challenge each other and we, you know, we, we share, you know, that's, that's how we get better and that's how we're going to, that's how we're going to be great. Yeah, that's interesting. So you're creating an environment that helps people to feel safe to take risks and step out of their comfort zones. That's the, that's the idea. Yep. It's a, it's a continual challenge. I think a lot of people, you know, don't feel secure in that or may have insecurities of their own and, and trying to help them free themselves of that is, um, and, and learn about themselves. Sometimes you, you don't know what you feel cause you haven't thought about it or you might, you've been so busy. You can't, you just been working. You haven't really taken time to think and, and make changes. Right. You've been heads down <laughs> rather than yep. looking around at what can I do? Well, and, and I've seen too, there's a lot of times people have been burned, right, where they've spoken up or they, they stepped out and tried something and been very quickly chastised or told that won't work or 
So if they're right. coming from that kind of an environment, that, that can be an impediment also. Is that something you've seen? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think we've all seen that in our careers, you know, um, and we're going through just like every company. I mean, I think you want to be more innovative and how do you do that? We did something really cool last year where we started um, PSE University and it actually came out of an idea from one of our employees who thought it would be great to be able to understand a little bit more about our, all the different aspects of our business outside of the department that they were working in. And we said, you know, that's a, that's a great idea. Let's, let's think about how we could do that. And we ended up, um, our senior leadership it puts on uh, a year-long class for 20 employees. And we, did, we had our first inaugural class of 17 employees and, and shares how our business works, what it, you know, what it's about. And it gives people um, knowledge, which also helps them understand how what they do in the context of a bigger picture, you know, like they're not just in the accounting department or in the facilities department, you know, they're working as part of a bigger group. And it's really been really a terrific, uh, we're just about to announce our second class. So this, it's been awesome. It's gotten great reviews and we've, our, we had 49 people apply this year. Um, versus, you know, 34 last year. So it's been really an amazing thing. Yeah. What do you, what do you attribute the success to? I think we all worked really hard at, um, you know, I think that the senior leaders engaged, they bought in, I think um, they really, really made it the experience for, they took it seriously and people, they shared things that really surprised a lot of people. We, we had experiential classes where, you know, you got to go in the broadcast um, truck, you know, you got to ask questions, listen, be on a field trip, you know, it's sort of like uh, school again, but it was, it was terrific. And it was a lot, it was great mm-hmm. for our, our leaders to be able to also engage with really bright up and coming, you know, folks within our company that they might not have had experience with, you know, getting to know. And for the class, a lot of them didn't know each other either because they work in different departments away from each other. So it really uh, allowed us to kind of have a real cohesive team building experience, you know, within our company in kind of a different way. So it sounds like value all around. Win-win. Yeah, it was good. We'll continue to evolve it, see what we can do to make it better. How much of an individual's risk taking do you think is is about their style their personality you know how much of that can be developed versus you know that's just who i am and i'm someone who needs predictability and what are your thoughts on that yeah i think um i think a lot of it can be developed i think um there's a lot of value in routine and um consistency and i'm not saying like i think that you could be consistent but you could still be a risk taker. Um, I think a lot of how you build your culture and the safety of that culture can bring out um, ideas and innovation and and allow people to share things, even even those folks who are most shy or most reluctant to. I think uh, creating that kind of safety and, and encouragement, uh, you know, at the very micro level with just your direct supervisor one-on-one and also at, at the bigger company level, you know, do you feel like it's safe? If, can I walk into the president's office and, and say, hey, why don't we do this? So I, I want it to happen on both levels. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I want people to be able to, I want supervisors to cultivate that, but I also, I know our president loves that. So it, it's got to happen all the way around to really continue to be successful. 
Well, and to, to actually be a part of the culture. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. It has to be modeled. It has to be encouraged. And then the employee has to be willing to step into that. That's right. Well, it's certainly something you've modeled throughout your career. You know, and if, if you could go back, go back now, you made the decision to move to Indianapolis. You said it was such a good one. But what, what advice would you give to, to Donna at that time, like looking back now? You know, sometimes I look back and I'm like, how did I do that with two kids? My husband traveled <laughs> and I don't want to go back uh, because I don't know how I got through it. But um, the advice I had, I would have, I mean, I, I guess, um, you know, I, I just like uh, as you mature, you find your voice, you find your voice get stronger. You find your voice um, get less emotional. I mean, I find that and I and I wish I had a little bit more of that wisdom earlier on. But I think I think I did a pretty good job with everything going on. But I, I guess don't get discouraged and stay positive. And, you know, I, I, I wish I could have done more, but I don't know that I could have given, you know, my, my first priority was always my family. So although I had a career, I needed to make sure my kids grew up and, and were very successful, well-adjusted, great, out of trouble type of kids, good students. And, and I think if I would have said, I wish I had more connections, I wish I got involved in the community earlier, I, you know, that, that, that may have suffered. It was a very, it's a very del- delicate balance, you know? Yeah, and I just, I'm, I'm reflecting on your girls. You know, I've been fortunate to, our, since our kids go to the same school system, I've gotten to see them in action and just what wonderful people they are. So you're putting your family first has been clear. You know, you, you've modeled the way for them and I mean, they're both such talented young women with such bright futures ahead of them. So well done on that. Well, thank front. you. Thank you very much. Well That's done on that. My front. greatest accomplishments. No doubt. No doubt. And I guess Jeff had something to do with it as well. Yes, he did. Yeah. It was a team effort. I was just going to say, it seems like you guys are a really good team. Yep. Well, you've given us a lot to think about regarding risk taking I think the, the couple of key things that, that I'm taking away from this, just the, the reminder that I'm not growing if I'm not out of my comfort zone. So being comfortable, being uncomfortable is always a good reminder, particularly for people who like to stay in control and predict mm-hmm. their, their future. That's always sure. good. And then just the reminder about how important the environment is too. So thank you for sharing the specific things that you and your fellow leaders are doing at the Pacers organization with PSE University and the other examples you've provided to make, make it safe for people and provide development opportunities around innovation and growth and learning. Well, if our listeners want to connect with you, Donna, what's the best way to do that? Um, email, I would say. It's uh, dwilkinson at pacers.com. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast to never miss a being at work story.